It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome in to Ask Guru Anything. What's going on, everybody? It's a Tuesday night. We're recording live. I'm your boy, Brian Drake, hanging out with the guru, the publisher of FantasyPoints.com, Mr. John Hansen. John, we are in the thralls of NFL preseason. We're on the doorstep of fantasy drafts. I just came back from the Fantasy Football Expo where I competed against 13 other experts. It's been a long week, man. I got to relax. I got to crack one here with and all our friends in the live chat here, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Points. How are you, brother? I'm doing all right. As I told you before we went on there, I'm 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 pretty healthy guy. Like I never get sick. I fight off things. I think I'm fighting off a sinus infection deal. Like oh boy. So I'm trying to kill it with beer right now. And so far it's working. <laughs> doing well. I couldn't let you sit here and drink alone. So I went yeah. up and grabbed one of the beers that uh somebody grabbed me from the fantasy football expo. People gave me a ton. This is what is this? Uh hop or hero IPA from yeah. uh okay. the hell's it from revolution brewing so shout out to everybody who gave me free beer out there uh yeah, hey. we'll enjoy this tonight on the show but this what show's is better than free beer nothing not at all nah. no so this show is all about beer, you guys i've got there. beer stories for you by the way like we, oh. we can go on for you know a little more off-season fodder but uh here's a quick one for you sure my senior year in high school i'm 17 just turned 17 you know my birthday is july 31st so he's only 17 five weeks after i turned 17 i get this connection and i had it for the entirety of the year couldn't get served at a liquor store didn't have a fake id but i could go to this beer distributor liquor beverage distributor and get a half barrel keg whenever i wanted so i probably <laughs> bought 30 40 half barrel kegs my senior year in high school oh my gosh that's what you need is the hookup and then it's like yo party at john's house come on oh, yeah. over oh that'll get you these the are ladies. mostly woods and pit parties in the yep. 80s oh yeah 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 now we're just too old in the mix. Drink in i was all basement. in the mix with that i was all in the mix with those by the way in my high school the reason we were late coming on air here, folks, is we typically like to go off at 8 o'clock Eastern time. Is John and I were talking about 80s hair bands, specifically Scorpions, because yeah. I'm a big Poison guy. And mm -hmm. uh, he starts, John starts going into uh, talking about Scorpions. And also we go down a wormhole after the show. I'll be on YouTube just searching that out. But uh, what are some of your, your favorite, before we get into the fantasy questions here, uh, just some of your favorite old school 80s bands when you were growing up? Well, I'm a big music guy, so I liked um, a lot of genres. I was totally all in on all the new wave stuff and all that. Not really like Michael Jackson or anything like that. It was all right, you know, um, but but more more so hard rock, heavy metal, like going from like, you know, Rush, ACDC, Ozzy, you know, the, the, all three of those were huge when I was like in eighth grade. And then going into high school, the start of MTV and, you know, Def Leppard. I, I'm a big, um, we were just talking Scorpions. Uh, I, I'm a, <laughs> was a huge, still am, uh, Judas Priest fan. Um, you know, it's funny. I was uh, telling you, too, I was I hooked up with uh, my guy Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show. Shout out to Richard. 
uh, on the boardwalk yesterday in Ocean City. We were actually going to go to a concert in two weeks together in Philadelphia, but unfortunately it had to be canceled. Wasp. I was a big Wasp guy. Uh, I I will say, and I actually had a conversation about this with, with the one and only the late, great Ronnie James Dio, one of the nicest people I've ever spoken to. Mm -hmm. I did bail. No offense to your poison. Uh, I am, you know, considerably older than you. You were probably like six when poison hit, you know, or seven. Uh, I did bail on that genre of music for about five years when those hair bands came poison winger warren i used to call them uh, the other one skid mark i, I <laughs> despised all of those bands and i did i didn't really listen to popular rock music for half a decade until until nirvana hit thank god oh man if you guys ever want to laugh and find a fun fun band with great musicianship go on youtube and look up steel panther these yeah. guys are busy it's like a mock hair band and their songs are so vulgar and so ridiculous uh don't listen with kids around but you'll you'll enjoy yourself and have a good time well the, uh, here's, I, here's one real quick uh heavy metal parking lot oh google that youtube that thing it's a it's a raw documentary made in the 80s at a in a parking lot at, before a judas priest concert in landover maryland on like june 15th 1986 unbelievable it's like those were my people at that time and I looked and I'm like, well, I saw Judas Priest the night before in Philly, uh, about mm-hmm. a, two days before I graduated from high school. But that's a good one. Heavy metal parking lot. If you want to see what it was like to party in the 80s, check out that video. I saw Alice Cooper last week here in Syracuse. So some of those same wow. people, if they're still hanging around, they're not partying as hard, but uh, you know they're still there. Yeah, uh, let's let's get into some of the content here. Our buddy Carlos is asking us, Guru, what's the best strategy in a 10 team PPR with my first three picks in a snake draft? Now, John has been putting out content over at fantasypoints.com, articles and podcasts and, and also videos on our YouTube page for every draft position. So outside of just his draft plan, which you can read every year, it's live at fantasypoints.com right now. Go check out some of these videos, whatever draft position you have. John will run you through the whole damn draft. You've been doing them all summer. I saw you put one up today from the nine hole. I paid attention to that because I'm drafting ninth in my home league. Uh, so just, you know, yeah. quick, you know, cliff notes here for the folks about the work you've already done. Well, I, I will say, and I've been, as you mentioned, like really in the weeds here and and deep, deep all up in there for the last three weeks as the markets have shifted here. So, you know, I I'm getting a lot of like, what, where do you want to draft, you know, early, Mm -hmm. mid, late round one. And that's actually fluid a little bit. It'll probably tighten up a little bit. Um, I will say uh, I did it all again today and Mm -hmm. the teams that I drafted at the first early round one, they, they did score more. They did finish with more points. So, I mean, I think you want to, if, if that's probably still the default answer, but I, I like the teams I've gotten from like seven, eight, nine, you know, the middle of round one is kind of weird, but in mm-hmm. a 10 team or two, like everybody's I don't loaded. think you want to be married to any one strategy. I, I think you are a little bit more in best player available mode because 10 teams, you know, waiver wire is going to be pretty fruitful. So yeah. to me, a guy like Mark Andrews, makes more sense then 
You know what I mean? Like I'll take Andrews at, at 24, um, you know, third round in, in a 10 teamer to make sure I'm really dominant at, at that position. Yeah, I'll pay up for a quarterback. So I want to find some sort of balance there in a smaller league where I'm getting into wide receiver business. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be competitive there. I'd like to get an advantage also with tight end and quarterback. So uh, maybe we give a little less love to the running backs. Oh, maybe quarterback is less of a priority than tight end. I probably would want to like prioritize tight end a little bit more, like get, get like a Mark Andrews, get one of the two elite guys. Uh, You know, you could, maybe you can't control getting Kelsey, but you can probably control getting Andrews. Sure. So, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be married to any one thing, you know, be in the wide receiver, receiver business get make sure you're good there hopefully get some value at quarterback you know maybe try to get mandrews you know to to kind of dominate tight end you know take advantage of the values of running back it's not really dissimilar to the 12 team plan i I just i don't know i maybe i'm not that experienced to 10 teamers but I don't know if you really want to lock yourself into one plan i don't even know where he's drafting from either yeah i think people get they get locked into a certain plan. They go, I have to go into this draft. I've got to come out with this guy in this position. Yeah. I just drafted in a 14 team experts draft. I had the 14th pick. I walked Mm. out with Amon Ross St. Brown and Tony Pollard as my first two picks. Good man. Yeah. I I did that today in a 12 teamer. Yeah. I was happy. Um, Then of course, uh, later on in the draft, I got Mr. Brees Hall who eh, kicked Mm. me right in the balls with this Dalvin cook news. So it's a long season. Yeah. I was talking to a guy I know in the building for the jets and he goes, there's really nothing wrong with Delvin cook. They're keeping him out because of this baby situation. He's got a kid coming. Uh, And he's like, I go, well, how did you want to draft these guys for fantasy? He goes, to be honest, I don't want either one of these guys. He's like, they're just going to split, split carries. And folks, if you want to hear some real good inside stuff, John had Adam Schefter on a pod. It's available with all our fantasy points, podcasts and YouTube. They talk specifically about this situation. It was before the Cook signing, but Schefter does kind of lean into why Delvin Cook might want to be there. So uh, it's definitely a good listen. Here's a good question from our buddy Matt Fox on YouTube. Now we can kind of extrapolate this. He asks in an auction super flex, how do you suggest spending money on QBs when it's four point touchdown versus six point? But I don't even know if that matters, but it is a good question of four-point touchdown versus six-point passing touchdown because some leagues are like that. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you go about attacking that with the two different scorings? Well, the main the basic thing is the four-point guys um, get a little hosed and and the running quarterbacks stand out more when you're getting two more for the rushing touchdown. It, you know, conversely, if it's six points per touchdown regardless of rushing or passing that that hurts the running quarterbacks who are inherently more risky because of a run so uh but in you know in a four point in a four point uh passing touchdown league let's say it this way your dude if he doesn't run he better go off like two years ago was matt stafford was a great example like Mm -hmm. we were like he's getting 40 and he did, uh, but he, he still wasn't that great with 40, you know? So that's why I kind of want a little bit, I want to cheat a little bit and get like a Herbert or a Burrow, obviously Mahomes, but a little too pricey there. Deshaun Watson, guys who were 30 plus potential throwing and let's say 
five or more potential rushing. I mean, Burrow did get five last year. Mm-hmm. Trev Lawrence got five last year. Herbert, I don't know about him, but Herbert then again could throw 39. Um, so it, you know, four points for passing. You you need to if you don't run for you know at least 200 yards and two rushing touchdowns, you're going to be Jared Goff. You you better go off. You know, right. Hmm. Interesting question. You and Schefter touched on this a little bit. There's some value that might be had right now in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor. He seemed to not want anything to do with JT. Our buddy Tanner Russell asks, thoughts on Jonathan Taylor and his outlooks. Where would you draft him? His current underdog ADP is 23, 24. So end of the second round, he's RB8 off the board at that point. But yeesh, it looks like there, there might not be a resolution in sight. Uh, between yeah. the Colts and JT? You know, I think the easiest and best answer, because anything else is pure speculation, is to not take them. Because, you know, you've got me with my spidey sense going off from the beginning. You got Kaplan with me. And you basically have Schefter with me. I mean, between the three of us, we literally have 100 years experience in covering the NFL and we're both like it's not good so I mean we Mm. could be off it could be rectified I doubt it I haven't checked the last eight hours eight out four hours but um you know as Adam intimated the problem is like the only recourse these guys really truly have if they want to go hardcore is oh oh oh, back hurt oh my back is really weak oh when did you suffer the injury Oh, about a week back. Uh, get it? <laughs> boom, boom. Um, but, you know, they can, like, really milk these injuries, and now it's just a disaster, you know? Right. So, like, I don't think we need to go there. I hate to say it. I hate to, I hate to just write them off. Avoid landmines. Why, why do it? Yeah. Just don't try to be a hero. Avoid some landmines. I know that kid, Tanner Russell, he's won a league or two in his day. He doesn't need to win any more fantasy leagues. How about our buddy Jeff Lutz? This is a good question. Are any of these Chiefs receivers going to even be a wide receiver too? Now, there's been some hype in camp over your boy Sky Moore, and he mm-hmm. looks great out there. I, I thought I was going to get him in the Kings Classic. Justin Ross just limped off with an injury. We'll see what happens with him. MVS, Rishi Rice, Rishi James. So there's a million guys. Every day it's a new camp highlight of one of them. I mean, really, is, is the answer kind of just – Mahomes <laughs> and then Kelsey, obviously, and then everybody else light a candle, say a prayer. I'm in on, on Sky Moore. I'm buying the no, hype I, with you this year, Guru. I'm riding and dying with you. Of uh, these other guys, I don't know. I think the answer is Sky Moore. Uh, and and look, and again, I oversold him last year, but let's take a look at what I said. I said Juju was one and done uh, because he's not any good. He's gone. I said Hardman stunk and he's gone. I said MVS sucked, and he does, and he's gone. He's a one-trick pony. Kadarius Tony, I said on the radio, they had a zero, a one, a zero point zero percent chance of playing seventeen games. Then he got hurt the first time he moved. On I didn't even include field. Tony in my list of Chiefs receivers. Yeah. That's how yeah. little I think of him right now. I like Richie James, but come on now, he's a journeyman slot type. Yeah, uh, I like Rishi Rice. But 
no rookie receiver really since Deshaun Jackson has dominated with Andy Reid. And even that year, Jackson only had three touchdowns. He just outran everybody. Um, Justin Watson's just a guy like the answer is Sky Moore, as I've been saying since last year and the all the all the entirety of the offseason. People don't realize that it's like the era of instant gratification, and I get it to an extent. I'm a big first impression guy in many cases, but not with receivers who come from small schools who go to mm. very complex offenses. Like people don't really wrap their heads around these days that, Oh, that's right. The guy can actually get better, uh, significantly better, especially when you're starting from a low uh, starting point. So, I mean, I still think sky Moore is a sleeper receiver of the year. I, I love what you said to Schefter in the war room league, go draft, Sky Moore, and you'll win the damn War Room League. This is a great question out here. Maybe more of a statement from our boy Matt Donnelly from the Dynasty Vipers Network. I was drinking uh, coffee and hot chocolate with Matt. He doesn't drink beer. Why is Dunkin' Donuts some of the worst coffee out there? He's a big Tim Hortons guy up there in Canada. You a coffee guy, Guru? Yeah, I, I mean, it, we have a coffee machine with its own water supply in our house, so we don't have to <laughs> fill the pot, okay? That's how much we drink. Um, you know, I'm typically a, you know, Boulder, you know, whatever the term is like, you know, Starbucks, whatever. Uh, I think the Dunkin' Donuts is just watered down, mm -hmm. right? Compared to Starbucks, I'm a cafe Verona guy, a dark roast guy. So the Dunkin' Donuts is very watered down. And by the way, proud of you for, uh, not drinking beer. Good for you. Yeah. Matt Donnelly, yeah. Matt Donnelly is high on life. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a fun dude. That mustache is out of control. Check him out uh, on Twitter, folks, if you haven't. He's been doing some fun stuff with us over at FantasyPoints.com. Taylor Thornton asks, if Chase and JJ are off the board at pick three, is your first choice Tyreek, or are you now turning your attention to a top running back? That's a great question. I'm probably myself. Yeah, I'm going Tyreek. You know, I, I, I've been, boy, man, I've been passing on Eckler left and right, and it's nothing against him at all. I actually feel I am fine with him, but it's just roster mm. construction. Like, I don't know. I, I've gone through it a million times, and it seems like every time I get a running back, like mid-first or even late-first, I just don't like the team. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's it. I mean, I just, I just like – and by the way, it's kind of funny that the first round running backs are the big names, but in part they're the big names because they're older and they're also big names because they're rookies and unproven. So ironically, the 2023 running backs, the most risky, the riskiest ones, it's not even all about the cost. Even if you remove the cost, if you took the first 30 running backs off the board, I would argue a lot of the more risky ones are the first ones going off the board in round one. Eckler, McCaffrey, and like Bijan. Mm. Speaking of Austin Eckler, going to have a great conversation with our Trey Camberling and Joe Dolan on our YouTube channel coming up with Austin Eckler. So yeah. make, sure you, make sure you're subscribed to the Fantasy Points YouTube channel. Again, youtube.com slash points. Hit that subscribe button. It's so easy. We got tons of content like this show right here, you know, popping up every single week. It's really fun. Make sure you're checking that out.
Eckler right. once blew me off in an interview, by the way, and I, I got to tell uh -oh. you, I forgot about it. I, I think I subconsciously taxed him for it, so I apologize for that. It's a, that was about four years ago, though. Someone, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal YouTube name. Unlimited Breadsticks, and his avatar is a cartoon of Beefy. former WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. Am I crazy <sighs> to take Anthony Richardson two overall in a rookie draft? Assuming Bijan goes first. And by the way, the Colts just announced today that Anthony Richardson, to the surprise of absolutely no one, is going to be their starting quarterback this year. I mean, you you would not be crazy at all if you said it at three overall. Now, is this a super flex as well? Didn't say. Yeah. I mean, you would be crazy if it wasn't a super flex, I think, if you took him over Jameer Gibbs. But, you know, it does fall off. Uh, this rookie class, I mean, at least for the short term, I mean, you want to look at JSN and Quentin Johnston as great long-term buys. I'm not that into them, honestly. Haven't been all year. Uh, I'm a Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison guy. They, they, they were my top. I had them tied, basically, for my top wide receiver, and I feel great about that right now. But, you know, by the way, Quentin Johnson, three years from now, could easily be better than both. I mean, the two guys I like are a little bit more instant gratification, Whereas mm -hmm. JSN and Quentin Johnson, a little bit more developmental down the road prospect, but I still love Flowers and uh, Addison. But I, I think you can make the argument in a non-superflex dynasty, Richardson at three. You, you could. I mean, certainly, Brian, in terms of like immediate impact, mm -hmm. since Richardson's going to start, obviously, and probably be a top 12 guy. So it'll probably be Bijan, Jameer Gibbs. And Anthony Richardson as the most impactful rookies this year. Right. If, if Richardson takes off and becomes a top seven quarterback, even for the next, you know, five, six years, you'll kick yourself if you're like, oh my God, I took Dalton Kincaid or somebody instead of him. So, you know, yeah. you kind of got, you got to shoot for the moon here. The upside with Richardson is really outstanding. Whereas everybody else is just kind of, you know, Hey, they could be good, but I don't, I don't see transcendent talent necessarily with those guys. Uh, yeah, exactly. how about Corey Canterbury? Now I love mixing in some of these questions and thank you to everybody who's in the chat. We got a million of you in here and half of you guys are in some of my home leagues. So I, I'm very curious and, uh, you know, apprehensive to ask these questions to the guru. So Corey asks, Hey guru, I'm in a 12 team dynasty league with a salary cap. I was offered Kyle Pitts. He's one of your boys for $22. Uh, for Pat Fryermuth at a buck and a 2024 first round pick. Do I take it? I'm thinking no. So the deal again in Dynasty, Kyle Pitts for Pat Fryermuth and a first round pick. Pat Fryermuth, buck, Kyle Pitts, 22. It's not really anything crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you probably I'm, spent a first round pick on Kyle Pitts. So really, you're just pushing that pick down the road and getting Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, it's like, Corey, I don't like to just agree with the question answer as a cop-out, uh, but I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, I think you're just taking on some risk there. And as I've said about Kyle Pitts, yeah, I'm all in on Kyle Pitts. However, I am not all in on the notion that Arthur Smith is going to unlock Kyle Pitts. So to me, it's just more of a calculated buy it, Mm -hmm. move you know like oh what's that kyle pitts's price tag is cut in half from last year and probably a better quarterback situation okay now i'm in you know but it's not like i'm 
totally sold on Arthur Smith in Not terms of taking it, you know, getting the most out of, you know, getting the most out of what the talent that Kyle Pitts has, which is a lot. I talked about guys I know being in the chat and asking questions, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> so many of these folks here are going to have drafts over the next two, three weeks, John, where they're in a, a bar, a basement, a backyard, a garage. If you were going to a home league draft this weekend with your buddies, how are you preparing? What are you bringing? And more importantly, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking my normal lager beer, either Stella or uh, Peroni. I'm still light if I have to. Okay. That's about as, you know, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, Heineken. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm bringing a freaking old school 1987, you know, printout of a cheat sheet with, with a pen. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to do a last minute news sweep because obviously I know everything up, up until you know, whatever. Um, just to make sure there's, you know, nothing that I missed and that's mm -hmm. it. I'm, I'm, I think you're like that too, right? Old school, you know, when Let you bring you. the top 200 sheet and you cross Boom. guys off, you then isolate good values. So there, there's something to be said for it. I just did a draft. Like I said, in Canton against some of the best and brightest guys in fantasy football, mind you, Bob Harris, mm -hmm. Jeff Radcliffe. Jeff Manns, Brad Evans, Jim, Jim Coventry, Howard Bender, Dave Richard, all these great guys. Everyone's got their computer up. They got some goofy program telling them how to draft. Do I do that? Nay, nay. I got the fantasy points printout right here. I'm showing you on the screen, and I'm just crossing dudes off like a freaking alpha, and I'm calling out the next pick. I don't need the computer and AI to tell me who to pick, and that's what you guys should do. Get over to fantasypoints.com. Sign up today. We got customizable cheat sheets. You want it for top 200. You want it for half PPR, full PPR, super flex, whatever it is. We got it over there. Print it out. Dominate your draft. It's got Guru's tiers. It's got his Gurific players highlighted. So if you want to draft like John, trust me, the cheat sheets can help you out. Fantasypoints.com. I can't hammer it home enough how, you know, what kind of site this is and why you need to be there. I had guys hit me up this week from my old fraternity. They're like, Drake, where do I get your rankings and all this? And I go, just go to fantasypoints.com. Print it out. Set it and forget it. You'll be good to go. You'll thank me later. We got guys in the chat. They're loving the top 200 sheet. And uh, one guy's asking if he can buy you a Modelo. Uh, I, you know what's funny? I had Modelo uh, in Sea Isle City on Saturday night. Took my wife out to dinner. Uh, turned out it was a BYOB. I didn't realize. Walking no. around the corner. Only place with the big uh, cans. I'm a can guy, as you are, I know. Uh, was Modelo? No, yeah, absolutely a can guy, and I absolutely like Modelo. It's good. Yeah, Modelo at one point with all the ridiculousness of people boycotting Bud Light, which is yeah, I could talk to you for days about that. But Modelo actually passed Bud Light, I think, for the month of May as the number one beer uh, in America. Wow. So pretty wild. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Our buddy Fine Oak things too, man. Dasecki's Lagers, yeah. no joke. I, I like any. Just hand me a free beer. I'll drink it. Yeah. Uh, normally, I don't like keeping QBs in a one QB redraft, but is Jalen Hurts worth keeping in the fifth round? I can keep a max of five. He's also keeping Calvin Ridley in the 13th, which is a tremendous value. Uh, JJ, JJ, I assume that's Justin Jefferson in the sixth, Sky Moore in the 12th. 
and Rashad White in the eighth. This guy's got a squad he's keeping. Holy smokes. Seven year olds. This is great. I would absolutely keep Jalen Hurts in the fifth round. Uh, sure. Abs- of course. Because, you know, that's a major needle mover. I mean, a, you know, quarterback, we're not into taking them top 25. I'm not this year in a redraft, but this is a little different here. Absolutely. Yeah. Not worried about Jalen Hurts now that he's gotten paid. I mean, I'm a little worried about Philly, things being tougher. Oh, um, yeah. And tough his- schedule this year. Yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be not gonna be as unbelievably great as last year. I tell you that, right? You feel that way as an Eagles fan, don't you? I did draft Jalen Hurts as my quarterback in that league and just bought myself and son a Jalen Hurts Kelly Green throwback so that we can wear while we watch the games. But uh no, they'll be fine. I I think I don't think Jalen Hurts is gonna run 13 balls into the end zone again this year, but I, I think he'll be okay. And he only threw what 22, 23 uh, touchdowns last year. So maybe we get that to improve a little bit uh, yeah. you know, and he'll, he'll be fine. But how many one yard touchdowns can a guy get back to back seasons? Let's be real. Well, they did lose miles Sander Sanders, you know, with his 11 tutties, right? Let's ask you the question about the, we'll follow up on the Eagles. Some banter about Kenny Gainwell being the Eagles RB one. Of course they went out and traded for Deandre Swift. They signed Rashad Penny who what, mm-hmm. what I'm reading in camp is not really setting the world on fire. Uh, they right. still have Scott Boston and his brother, Boston Scott, uh, old guru mm-hmm. joke from the morning. What do you think of that notion that maybe Kenny Gainwell is the RB one for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I'm not buying it. I actually kind of liked him last year and he was on my list and I, he was terrible for about three months. And that was in going into year two. So he had been there in the system. You know, I, we liked him coming out and I don't think he's been that good. I mean, Oddly enough, he's a pretty good short yardage guy, but just just no explosiveness, doesn't command much. I mean, like, who's sitting there thinking, oh, we got to get Kenny Gainwell in there? Like, I, I'm not really buying it. Those Eagle B writers, a lot of them don't know what the hell they're looking at. And oftentimes they overreact to what they see in the practice. I, I just think it's, look, he's well in the mix, but it's, it's probably just going to be an ugly three-man committee. Uh, I would still, I'm still in on Penny. Uh, now, he could get cut, but I think I'm still in on Penny. Um, he's the guy that is, if you're going to take a shot, I mean, Swift could work out. Uh, but Gainwell, who the hell knows? I, I still yeah. think in this in these type of cases, just go with the cheaper guy if you're going to go with someone. That said, actually, you know, Penny or Gainwell is cheaper. I mean, I did take him in the draft plan recently, like, fifth 14th round but i feel like the hype is probably going to get him into like the 11th don't you yeah and and the eagles i don't think are going to cut penny because he'll end up on that dallas roster in a heartbeat and come back to haunt them you know spelling oh Tony yeah because you know, they, they could use a big point. point that would be a phenomenal landing spot for yeah, one Rashad penny. holy Ooh, crap. let's not speak yeah. that into existence we don't need that energy out there <laughs> well the only reason i thought it might it has it was two reasons. Penny's not making any money, much money. Nope. And there's nothing grand, like sure, just get you. rid of him. And then Trey Sermon, our guy Kaplan, keeps telling me Trey Sermon. They like Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon. So I don't oh, know if they can stash him on the practice squad again this year, can they? I'm not sure the rules of that. We'll have to ask Mr. C. Uh, we got to get Mr. C on the show. He's one of the people I've never met from Fantasy Point. I think I've talked to everybody else oh, except wow. Mr. C. Yeah. Uh, let's that see. Would be here. your honor. Yes, I, I would like to. I, I love him. I love all the the guys you hear 
mornings on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Our guy Fish Mafia, love having him in the chat with us, asks, guys, I'm thinking of going late on QB. He's got Geno, Goff, Daniel Jones, and, and Desmond Ritter. I'm going to give you a, a, a heads up here, Fish. Don't draft Desmond Ritter. But no, no, the no. other guys here, <laughs> Geno, Goff, and Daniels, these guys had great years last year. Geno Smith was a quarterback five overall. Daniel Jones was top 10. Goff was number 10. Can these guys repeat this next year, John? Yeah, I think Daniel Jones can. Um, we're, we're still ascending there. We need to kind of let it rip a little bit more. We need somebody who can run, uh, by the way, like Darren Waller, who's been unbelievable. So um, I'm not yet confident enough in Danny Dimes to where I'm like, that's my guy or that's my third guy. He's like my fifth guy. Like he's like my mm-hmm. fallback plan. If I miss my top four guys, if there's a um, run of 11 quarterbacks right before your pick, then I'll probably hold off a little, a few more rounds, by the way. Um, I think we are over the markets on Daniel Jones. I mean, the guy was a QB one last year. What, what mm-hmm. did he get? Touchdown pass wise. What was it like? Nine, 19, was uh, it? F- 15, 15. Yeah. 15. Yeah, 19 sounded oh, whoa, slow, slow. Yeah, no, slow down. Be, yeah. Do you know, I mean, his two I mean, starting wide receivers, by the way, who didn't play in the preseason opener. I just did a pot. Of, it's going to drop uh, Wednesday morning with Graham Barfield and Joe Dolan. We talked about some of the preseason week one uh, intricacies. And Darius Slayton and Paris Campbell didn't play in the game. You can get those guys for free. They're like wide receiver 80 and 82. Nobody 100%. wants to talk about these guys, but they're going to be starting wide receivers for an NFL team with a top 10, you know, fantasy quarterback. So I, I think we're yeah. all a little too low on these giant wide receivers. Yeah. And what I've tried to do is pick the right one and kind of go in on that guy. And that has been Paris Campbell, um, who I've always liked uh, since, since um, the combine. Um, I mean, the guy did get drafted before his teammate, Terry McLaurin. You know, he's a pretty talented guy. He can line up outside. He can run. Slot guy. Finally did find it within himself somehow to stay healthy last year. Um, And Danny Dimes loves slot. So, you know, he's going to target that guy. Like, we could get Wandell Robinson working his way into the mix down the stretch. And, you know, Jalen Hyatt will be like the shot play guy. And Sterling Shepard, who knows? So, it could it could not work out he could be the first guy you cut but i I, among all the receivers that's that's my guy this year paris campbell um that's my dart throw Hmm, interesting how about josh coons guru what's your favorite new band you've been listening to lately oh um yeah that's a good one uh boy it's been slim pickings um I, I am into this new album by uh, Portugal the Man, uh, but it, it, you know, it, it's definitely all rocky. Uh, mm-hmm. But it actually has a song with Edgar Winter in it, if you can believe that. Uh, the old time rocker, the mm-hmm. Edgar Winter band from like the seventies. Um, new bands, though. Uh, can I name my own son? Uh, Please. Uh, um, on uh, let's see, what is he? Uh, Hans, Hans, you see, he goes Hans. I don't even know if it's Hans or Hans. I think it's Hans. He goes Hans Music Official. And that is my flesh and blood, my firstborn. And he put out an album. And it's actually some of the best songs of the summer for, uh, like I said on the radio, it's been so bad 
with new music that I literally had to create a human being to produce it for me. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Maybe I'm in the same boat. My kid plays trombone and piano. So uh, maybe I'll just start listening to some big band stuff yeah. to get to the day. Music today sucks. It's terrible. It's all, you know, computerized, synthesized. Like I want to hear somebody play their own music. I'm actually going to see OAR and the Goo Goo Dolls with the kids. Yeah. So we talked about music the last time and I'm going to take them tomorrow night. That should be a, a really good time. And I'm a big Manchester Orchestra fan. I saw them in Asheville, North Carolina two weeks ago with Jimmy Eat World. And I'm friends with the drummer from Jimmy Eat World. So I went backstage with my my son. Uh, That was fun. That was awesome. Uh, So I I do like Manchester a lot. Um, Interpol, I still like them. They're still kind of still new, right? Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's it's getting tough, man, for the new bands though. Like brand new bands, like oh, I love these guys. It's it's slim pickings there. It's tough, man. Our pale Mark. Like, I like a song or two, maybe like this band. Oh, I like a couple of songs. There's a band called Sir Sly. I kind of like, but um, they're a little. Eh, I mean, poppy is not the right word. They're mm-hmm. old rock, but they're kind of a little pop. I'm not poppy, uh, nor am I sloppy. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways. I when I play golf on Thursdays in my league, like the new thing now is everyone has a speaker when they play golf because you can't just be away from your wife and kids and enjoying the sounds of nature. You've got to have a playlist from 1994. And I was playing like absolute crap. And the guy I was playing playing against goes, every song you play is goddamn depressing. Like, can you get oh. a new playlist? And then like, that's your your mojo. You're all about the vibes, guru. Maybe I need there, a little more upbeat a, music than Counting Crows and Mumford and Son while I'm out there hitting the ball. Right, right. Well, I, I do believe a, the the popularity of the show is tied a little bit to the music. Uh, it, there's a there's a the wheels are in motion there with the songs because those are all from my personal uh, archive or whatever my my own playlist. By the way, uh, there's a lot of things I can't do. Um, if you ask me to put something complicated together and it takes a normal person two hours, it'll take me four. I'll do it. It'll take me four. Um, you know, so I, I always like to balance it out, but man, playlist. And I was a rock DJ. So you, if you gave me like a, a, a high school year over the last 35, 40 years, a physical location and maybe a vibe of the school from the high school years, I'm your I'm your man for a playlist for like a high school reunion. Forget about it. N- n- no one can top me. I love I'm it. the you best, love, baby. You'd love hanging out with my father-in-law. He's a big music guy, and he's all about the same thing. He's got to make the playlist for mm-hmm. wherever we go. In his basement, he took all his original vinyl albums. I'm talking every Beatles album, original Stone Zeppelin. I'll take a picture next time I'm there and send it to you. Uh, but yeah, big time guy. He loved when the iPod first came out because he could right. take all his CDs yeah. and then convert them down onto there. And he'd have eight bazillion albums. And now he's, I did a lot of that. And now you're screwed. Well, my wife wanted a vinyl or, you know, I've sound like Gary Delabate with his pieces of vinyl, but she wanted a oh, record boy. player. She yeah. went, she's like, Hey dad, can you buy me a record player for Christmas? He goes, why would anyone want a record player? It sounded terrible. The reason that technology improved was so you didn't have to listen to it on these garbage records. Like, why are you going backwards? 
Yeah, but well, yeah, it's all vinyl now. My son, yeah, my son is a purist, a music purist guy. He's 17, he's all vinyl. Jesus. Everything comes back. So guess what? When people finally realize that smartphones are driving everyone insane, we're all going back to flip phones. You heard it here first. Zach Morris would be so happy to hear you say that. Yes, he will. Speaking What's, of uh, what is Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Uh, I forgot her name on the show. What's Kelly Kapowski? You can, how do you forget oh, yeah, that? Of course. Yeah, I mean, a little, a little uh, after my time. I mean, I was like 28 when uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, but she was still. Uh, I'm still a big fan. Me and my buddy. This is this is why Ask Guru anything is the best. Me and my buddy went the day Showgirls opened because we were big Say by the Bell fans and we wanted to see Elizabeth Burke, uh, yeah, Berkeley in all her glory. Paid off. It was a good time. Uh, how about? Oh, I have Eagle... a Demi Moore story. Oh, Demi Moore show uh, striptease. Same, same thing. I think I worked at the movie theater at that point. Oh, that's the movie you mentioned, right? No, it was Showgirls. Was the girl oh, from Showgirls? Okay, different yes. movie. Remember, it was like Whoa. NC seventeen. Okay, my bad. Never mind. We'll have a guru movie marathon. Well, maybe a, a double feature where we show both. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's Eagle Ed. Guru. Whoa. If there you were is. tied to a chair and had to make a decision on a standard league, Sky Moore or Elijah Moore? Is it Adam Kaplan's chair? <laughs> He's tied to that chair. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to be tied to that chair. That's a great question. I did. I deliberated against on this uh today uh when i drafted a team and i went sky even though we have eli higher i, I did go sky see i want to rank sky a little higher than than we have uh th there have been a couple of times where i've really wanted to go all all in on some guys but the staff you know gave me some friction so i'm like all right well it's a democratic some democracy of sorts here i'm not a dictator over here um, but I'm going to go sky, but, uh, of course, everyone told me we had sky way too high when I released the rankings, but now his ADP is higher than that. So I think I was on the right track. Uh, but if, if I, let me see, let me see a ballsy ranking right now for sky, uh, for Eagle Ed. Who, by the way, knows that I'm on record stating that if Sky Moore shits the bed this year, I'm retiring from radio. That's right. That's uh -oh. right. Um, where can I where can I send my resume if that happens? So uh, you know, just so I have things to do next year. Oh yeah, Brian's already lining himself up. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's but that's fair though. I mean, it, it, there will be a time in the near future where I'm going to step aside and let other people do stuff. You know, uh -oh. I've been Bogarting stuff here forever. Um, I would like a ballsy ranking of Sky Moore would be like probably 28 right behind Addison uh, in the game day. Top 30. Top 30. Yeah, because I mean, he's in like the 40s right now still. Yeah, 48. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's the sleeper receiver of the year. Our buddy Adam P is chiming in. How much do you buy into offensive coordinator changes for fantasy value when the head coach stays the same? So in instance, you know, he mentions Monken and Bienemy. You know, that's an interesting point. And people are already crying about Eric Bienemy's too hard on his pledge class, you know, this year because these kids are crying, they want to go home. 
you know, do you, you put a lot of stock in that? To me, you know, I, I think they're going to let these guys call their own offense. It's special cases like a guy who's really entrenched, maybe like a Pete Carroll. We know who wants to run the football, yeah. uh, and he's and whoever he brings in is going to have to fit that system. I think a guy like Bienemy was brought in because Riverboat Ron, who's awful by the way, look at his career numbers as a coach, is trying to save his job. Uh, they have yeah. to do something uh, in that situation. So, what do you think of these OC changes? How how does it play into your strategy and rankings? Yeah, I think it's important. Um, you, you do have to take it on a case by case basis, though. Like, um, you know, in Dallas, Kellen Moore was a little bit more imaginative, throwing the ball down the field, uh, getting guys in space. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer seems to be, although he's an analytics guy too, but, you know, his last name's Schottenheimer. So, you know, he's kind of more known for run the Brock, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, Biennemi is a completely weird one because, as you mentioned, Ron's a defensive guy. He actually was an O-line coach, as you know, Ron Rivera, um, but defensive guy. Biennemi's not really a passing game guy, so that's that's a real question as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I would think Ron normally, if he had complete job security, would just let Biennemi do the offense, you know, but I don't know. He might step in here. Brian Johnson in Philly is a little bit of an unknown um let's see other good examples who does todd monkin who's back in the league now if you're going yeah, that's to, big over to yeah, you know, that, the college game for a few years 100 percent. you know a guy like that who's established that means a lot you know because they're going to be more pass happy uh you know greg roman a lot of people left like i think Ho maybe hollywood wanted to leave because of greg roman you know, like the, the route combinations are very unimaginative and things like that. So, yeah, Todd Mockin is an established guy, did unbelievable work with Georgia last two years. Dave Canales in Tampa is a, a very interesting one mm -hmm. because you've got the head coach, Todd Bowles, who is a defensive guy. He's going to probably let Canales kind of just go off on his own. Now, Canales has never called plays. He might be the next uh, Ben Johnson, for all we know. I mean, he did a hell of a job with Geno Smith last year. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it, it is a case-by-case -case basis, um, but it's absolutely important. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien, that's perfect example. Like, I like Mac Jones enough last year, you know, despite the – presence of the two dum-dums they had running the offense just because he was like 206 overall but we said over and over again everywhere like this is probably going to be a disaster and it was mm -hmm. so we've also said that bill o'brien's going to make it a lot better and he probably will well let's stick in new england because we've got a question from our pal taylor are you more willing to take stevenson if his ab adp drops down with this zeke signing so kind of a macro picture here zeke elliott signs not a big money deal but they probably do want someone to take those old Damian Harris carries. Damian Harris was really good around the goal line. So Harris or uh, Stevenson, excuse me, struggled a bit in that role. We've got double digit touchdowns two straight years for Zeke Elliott. So I'm concerned he's going to come in there and he's going to steal some of those goal line work. But, you know, where are you taking Ramond right now? He's RB nine off the board on underdog these days, 29th overall. Yeah, I, I haven't had a great vibe all year. I've been kind of bracing myself for something like this for months, basically. Um, once they let James Robinson go, I had to 
bump up his projection, which really shot him up high because you can't project the other scrubs on the roster for the entirety of the offseason to do much. So by default, Ramondre got a boatload of touches. But now you got to pull back a little bit. Now, look, I hate to back or be worried about a dude who's on the downside like Zeke, especially if he ends up being washed. I mean, you feel like an idiot for doing that. But, you know, I don't think he's done done. And as I said on the radio this morning, like, you just add it all up. He ha- He's not really a fumbler. I think he had a little bit of a hiccup there for a year or two. But overall, I don't think he's fumbled much lately at all. Great in pass pro. Very good short yardage conversion. That sounds like a Patriot guy to me. So, yeah. I mean, I would be concerned. So, I would say fourth round. But the thing is, like, I don't know, man. Sometimes your best picks, just, just let them go. There's enough depth here. If you're, if you're not feeling it, it, for at least for me, like if I'm not feeling it, like, and it's not like I'm guessing, just grasping at things. Like I'm obviously doing all this stuff. I'm just saying, eh, just let them go, man. I'll just, oh, okay. I'll take uh, Jerry Judy instead. want to be a wide receiver he- heavy anyway this year. And if you guys want to get your hands on data, like what John's talking about, and you want to look it up for yourself and see who – you know, he's really good inside the five yard line and who has a great, you know, yards after contact and all that. We got a place for you. It's fantasy points data. This year, only $50. That's right, 50 bucks. This thing should cost way, way more. I know because I've worked for other companies that sold similar products and these things are thousands of dollars. If you can get your hands on this data for 50 bucks, folks, trust me, do yourself a favor. It's going to make you a such a smarter player. Go over and subscribe right now. You can get that fantasy points data package. Uh, I've had people come up to me at the fantasy football expo. They're like, Oh my oh, God, yeah? like, this is ridiculous. They're like, we love this. And, and these are guys who write fantasy articles for other companies. And they're telling me how much they love it. Yeah. Um, I, my vision is that no offense to PFF, but my vision is where the PFF of fantasy mm-hmm. basically, cause doesn't seem like they care much about fantasy. So let's, let's us care about it. Basically, that's that's my vision. There you go. So get over there. It's 50 bucks this year, guys. You'll never find a better value uh, anywhere on the Internet. Trust me. Well, we were talking about Zeke uh, going to New England, and our buddy TJV asks, looks like Pollard's the guy in Dallas. I scooped him up at the 2-1 uh, over the weekend. Are we trusting him to carry the loan as a full three down back? Is this maybe a spot for Leonard, meaning Leonard Fournette? I think that's yeah. a great fit. Uh, you were talking to Schefter, and you were saying they, they got to add somebody. They just don't have any money, and they're also you know rolling out this like five foot three Deuce Vaughn. Should we be paying attention to him? No, I'm going to go with no. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying it. Uh, you know, keep in mind it, when there are major outlier guys, that's usually when I tend to be wrong. Uh, Austin Eckler, I wasn't necessarily buying that three years ago. Uh, Derek Henry, outlier type of guy in this day and age. Deuce Vaughn would certainly be an outlier. I mean, I mean, he, Darren Sproles looks like uh, Andre the Giant out there compared to this guy. I mean, it, it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, we'll see. But I'm not buying that uh, really. Uh, will I? Will he make some plays? Sure. You know, we'll get seven touches for 38 yards every week, and you know what I mean, like. And get you four point seven points. Like when are you ever going to start that guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's a waste of time. 
Pollard's a, man, that's a tough one, man. Am I sold that he's going to hold up? No, I'm not. No, and it, I, please, I, I just lost. No, will I take him? Reese Hall. I can't yeah, have that, this. You know, sometimes you could not be sold that a guy's going to hold up, but you'll take him and go to church and light a, light a candle that he will, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun question before we get out of here. My pal Gabe Butler asks, Guru, who are your favorite Homer play-by-play or color guys? <laughs> Hashtag get there. <laughs> well, Dave Lapham for the Bengals is number one. Uh, he's come on the show a bunch of times, and I actually kind of gave him uh, the idea or I pitched to him working in to his repertoire, get there. You know, like um, just yelling over Dan Horn every time. Pass. He's got Chase down the field, and Lapham's like, "Yeah, come on, get there." You know what I mean? Like, so uh, <laughs> I have to revisit that. And um, uh, the dude in uh, why do I always Scott Zolak is pretty oh. pretty good. Yeah, unicorns, show ponies. Where's hey, the beef? Maybe the greatest call of all time, the Patriots play-by-play guy. Google yeah. that, folks. Put it in your YouTube yeah. Uh, yeah. and check out the uh, Where's the Beef call from Scott Zolak. Tremendous. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Nate Zagura, my my boy. That's that's our guy. I mean, that's pretty badass when you start in the fantasy industry and you uh, are the color commentator for the Cleveland Browns radio network and all that. You know, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. I remember hearing him on Sirius XM, uh, you know, himself. Uh, one guy had to ask, he goes, Guru, you're down to two hours now on Sirius. And he wants to know, is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? Do you get to, a little extra more rest during the week now? Or would you rather be the full three? Well, it is a tough call. I mean, the answer to the question is it's a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do feel bad that, you know, it's basically they chopped down 33%. But full disclosure, last year, and I'm sure this year, they they did give me the option to keep the three, but um, I, I had to opt for the two. Um, it does help. It does, you know, keep me a little fresher. And this year I'm doing less than than um, no more direct TV show, no more trips to Los Angeles. So uh, I'll be uh, I'll be the, between all these elements at play here. I'll, I'll I'll keep it keep it going, be a little little fresher. But the answer to the question is, yeah. It is a good thing. It's nice to be done at nine because I could take a little nap now and then mm-hmm. get up and like, oh, it's 10. I'm good, you know? Well, when you guys wake up tomorrow from your hangover after watching the show, because I know 90% of you guys out there are having a beverage like the guru and I are, and you're going to wake up and say, oh, my God, my draft is coming this weekend and next weekend, whatever. I need a draft board. You got to go over and see our pals at fjfantasy.com. We got you covered. We'll save you 10% off your purchase. Use code FANTASYPTS10. We're going to save you 10%. I use these draft boards myself. I'm not selling you a bill of goods here. These are really good, high-quality draft boards. Their stickers are ginormous because we're all getting old. you got guys sitting in a bar or a, a garage or a backyard, and they're like, what's the sticker say? Who is that? I can't tell. Not anymore. These are big, beautiful, full-color stickers. FJFANTASY.COM. Promo code. Fantasy PTS 10. Tell him your boy, uh, the guru sent you, and you, you know, you'll get off with uh, the best draft you've ever had uh, in your league's history. Well, guru, this was fun, man. We got about 55 minutes here. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for hopping in and answering the questions. We appreciate you. You know, we're on the Twitter machine at fantasy underscore guru. I'm at Drake Fantasy. 
And uh, John, I guess just uh, till next time, you know, they can come ask Guru anything. Yeah. And let's end on this, a tweet from Ron Davenport that I just received. I just turned down Miles Sanders for our beloved Sky Moore. Never Ooh. felt more alive. There it wow. is. Wow. There it is. There, there's my uh, Adam Shine. Wow. wow. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That guy, crack a beer tonight and celebrate, my friend. All right, guys, we'll see you. For John, I'm Drake. Take it easy. For Ask Guru, anything. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 